Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hello, world, and welcome to an emergency edition of the SB Nation NFL show, not a part of our regularly scheduled programming. I am RJ Ochoa. He is Steven Serta. We have an enormous amount of things to get to. A reminder before we get started that the SB Nation NFL show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As mentioned, I'm RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. He is Steven Serta from Arrowhead Pride. Steven, I know you had an emergency podcast over at AP today. Uh, this is not the oddcast. It's not NFL University, not Monday Football Monday, not the look ahead. Uh, it's you and I getting together because crap has hit the fan in the NFL. How is your day going? You know, I was supposed to have a nice, quiet Tuesday. Um, I have the you know early morning NFL daily updates for the SB Nation NFL show. It's putting that together this morning. Rogers news comes down. Okay, that's big. Got that managed, and then the Russell Wilson thing happens, and my day is totally ruined. But it's fun. I this is why we love the NFL. I love blockbuster trades of the NFL. Yeah, I um I've talked about this before. I have uh, this is not an ad, uh, but I have Fubo for my television service, and I have an Apple TV as the device. And so in my office, um, if you have Fubo on an Apple TV, you can have like a quad screen. Uh, it's a really cool function. So I've got NFL Network, ESPN, Golf Channel up all the time. Today I've got the Champions League match going on in the background behind you. And it was just like chaos, like all over my TV all day long. And I haven't really had a chance to take a breath. Um, I feel like I've done so much relative to the Cowboys just because they're intent and hellbent on destroying their team and any opportunity for them to win a Super Bowl in the near future. I know you obviously had the emergency Arrowhead Pride podcast because you touched on Aaron Rodgers. We're going to get to him in a second. But there's a new quarterback in the AFC West, perhaps the best quarterback in the AFC West, uh, in Russell Wilson, my all-time favorite, not all-time, but my current, at least, non-favorite Dallas Cowboy in the NFL. Um, That's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, free agency doesn't technically even begin until next week. Yeah, that's what's crazy about this, and that's what we talked about on Arrowhead Pride, is that now you look at the AFC West and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, Justin Herbert, the Los Angeles Chargers, Russell Wilson, and the Denver Broncos, and... We haven't even gotten to the draft yet. We haven't even gotten to free agency yet. So the positions that these teams still want to fill on their roster, they haven't even started that part yet. And all of a sudden, the AFC West has three teams that, in my opinion, are Super Bowl contenders. Like, if you assume that the Chargers are going to address their offensive line issues, their defensive line issues, and they should be able to do that, then with Justin Herbert, they're a Super Bowl contender. The Broncos, if they bring back Von Miller now after acquiring Russell Wilson with the young offensive talent that they have, and if they address some of their offensive line problems, they're a Super Bowl contender, and the Chiefs are already a Super Bowl contender. It's absolutely nuts. It's absolutely nuts. It's it's mayhem today in the NFL. Von Miller did tease a return to the Denver Broncos on Instagram on Monday. It's um, it's that time of year where social media clues are everything that we're scarfing up. Let's go ahead and let's get to it, Stephen. Um, let's let's try to go in chronological uh, chronological order. There were some some kind of lower level things that happened uh, while the chaos was happening. Um, 
while everything is fun and awesome, what I think is exciting too is we now have some answers. We could start to kind of direct things and, and establish points of thought because we know certain things are going to be the case. We know, for instance, that Aaron Rodgers is going to return to the Green Bay Packers. Finally, uh, he made a decision on a Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show. Everybody knows it by now. Um, there has been some discussion, I guess, about whether or not he has actually signed uh, a contract or intends to sign a contract. Um, He has been a little bit coy about that uh, on Twitter as of late. But Aaron Rodgers is first broken by Pat McAfee, his good pal, is returning to the Green Bay Packers. The reported figure, Stephen, it is a four-year deal worth $50 million per year with $153 million guaranteed. Again, still waiting to see if that is final or official or whatever. Uh, It's also being reported the Packers are expected to franchise tag wide receiver Devontae Adams, a figure over $18 million this season. Uh, People love to say the Saints find salary cap space out of nowhere uh, and that other teams are in salary cap hell, but the Green Bay Packers seem to be doing just fine, especially now that Aaron Rodgers is back in the fold. Yeah, I I think it seems like they're going to have to part ways with some of these other guys that they knew were going to hit free agency, like Zadarius Smith is probably not going to be a Green Bay Packer, I would have to imagine, if you're spending this much money on Rodgers and Adams. But can we just take a moment to appreciate that Aaron at least did this early and we don't have I'm to not do giving this. him any What do you I mean did. early? This is a, a year late. It's not <laughs> like it's not early by any means. It's it's kind of early because he could have dragged this thing on all summer. I feel like so I'm thankful that we at least know and there's some finality to it. We know he is going to be with the Green Bay Packers at least through next season and we don't have to do this song and dance with Aaron Rodgers and oh this team might be interested in acquiring him. Like there was the report that You know, he had trade deals in place, possibly with the Steelers and the Broncos and the Titans. And now that's all over with. So I'm thankful for that. I don't have to speculate about that all summer long now. But this seemed like it was always going to be the case. Like it, It was seeming more and more apparent that he was never going to leave Green Bay. We will talk, obviously, about Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos in a little bit. But, Stephen, uh, a question coming from SB Nation Reacts that I know you'll, you know, everybody will get into later on this week. But what was more surprising is the headlining question. Aaron Rodgers re-signing with the Packers. You said you didn't think it was surprising. Or the Seahawks trading Russell Wilson to the Broncos. I would honestly say the more surprising thing is Aaron returning. I never doubted that he would play this season, but I, I was pretty convinced that it would not be with the Packers. I'm not at all shocked that Russell Wilson's being dealt or that Denver's dealing for a quarterback. So in that sense, Aaron is the answer for me. I still think it's shocking and, you know, you should never listen to NFL head coaches and players when they say, oh, when Russell Wilson's talking with our guy stats and says, I love Seattle. I want to win here. I want to stay here forever. And Pete Carroll says we have no interest in trading Russell Wilson. That's not going to happen. Like we know these guys are liars. So so just don't listen to what they're saying. Obviously, this wound up happening, but I still think it's surprising just because you don't see teams do this. And I understand that Seattle is getting some young players in return and they're getting draft picks. And you got to hope that they figure some things out for Seattle Seahawks fans, that they put it together and all of that stuff hits, but this seems like a bad deal for them. And so I'm just surprised that they actually did it, that they actually went into this off season and said, Mm. we're willing to move him. We're willing to move the guy who is supposed to be the cornerstone of our franchise so we can keep rolling with 70 year old Pete Carroll and see what happens. Well, so, okay, we have this. It's so easy to like kind of blur lines and, and jump from one to the other on Rogers. Rogers, 
uh, I saw a tweet, you know, I, it was everything was chaotic, like I said. Uh, so I don't know who tweeted it, but he had to have been so pissed that his moment was lost immediately by the trade of Russell Wilson. Um, but, I mean, the trading of Russell Wilson, not that Seattle was necessarily formidable. They were not great last year. I know Russ missed time, but still, I mean, he was there for a majority of the season and they were not good. I mean, what a great day to be a Packers fan, right? Like like you said, okay, we don't have to go through this. We know beyond a shadow of doubt he's going to be here. We can enjoy our football season, et cetera, even though while he's great, he's only ever won one Super Bowl, which really he should be, you know, should be discussed. That's all I'm saying. Um, and Russell Wilson's gone. That That's one, you know, legit quarterback in the NFC gone. Obviously, Tom Brady retired this offseason. The only real threat, I think, to the Packers in the NFC right now. You got to throw the Rams in there because they won the Super Bowl. I guess the 49ers because they beat them, although they are probably moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, it, it would stand to seem. And so, I mean, life is pretty, you know, the sun is shining on you if you're a Green Bay Packers fan. I know it's been real tough. You, you've been in the quarterback wilderness for three decades now, but it's it's a pretty good day to be a Packers fan. Who cares? This is a, a ridiculous amount of money, and who cares? I mean, it's, 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 it's he's totally worth it. He's totally worth it, is he not? Yeah, he's 100% worth it. Um, You know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. Like to put it simply, he's back-to-back MVP. Like he deserves all of the money for his play on the football field. So if you're a green Bay Packers fan, you're absolutely thrilled that he's coming back, that you're at least going to get another season of Devonte Adams, because this team let you down in the playoffs. Like this team was supposed to go to another super bowl and they didn't do it. So you have to be absolutely thrilled about this. Aaron is probably a little let down. Uh, <laughs> he didn't get to, you know, have have this thing ride for a couple hours at least. It was like an hour. He got like 60, 60 minutes to himself. And then Russell Wilson took over everything. Uh, well, if you need to know exactly how long it was, you can look at Jerry Judy's Twitter timeline because he had like a somber tweet when it was announced that Aaron Rodgers was returning and then an excited tweet when it was announced that the Broncos were trading for uh, Russell Wilson. I actually think it was literally 90 minutes later. Um, so you're right, a, a very short-lived moment. Um, there's some debate happening about this, Stephen. I know how I side, but I, I want to hear your opinion first. Uh, the Jordan Love pick, obviously now two years ago, you, you, you trade up, you spend a first rounder on this guy. He's never really going to play for you anything notable. Maybe he's traded this offseason. Is it a failure of a pick? Or was it worth it? Like, how, what, are you, what are your thoughts on the Jordan Love pick, given the now news that we have? Like you said, I mean, ever since he was drafted, Aaron has gone full scorched earth. He's been a far better version of himself than he'd ever been. Back-to-back MVP since then. Brand new contract worth allegedly $50 million a year. Um, so if you're a Packers fan, are you losing any sleep because they drafted Jordan Love two years ago? I don't think you should lose sleep over it. It's absolutely a, a failure. Like it's a hundred percent a failure of a draft pick. And I guess the thought was, you know, with Favre and Rogers, like we just get the guy early and sit him. And once Aaron's ready to move on, then we'll go to him. But you only saw Jordan Love in what one game against Kansas City Chiefs. He wasn't particularly good. So you didn't feel good about him anyways. And now this, like, I just don't see how Jordan Love is ever going to be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. So it's a totally wasted first round draft pick. Maybe they can move him and acquire something for him, but it's certainly not going to be a first round pick. So as far as that part goes, it's a total failure. I I kind of feel bad for Jordan Love, but that's the way that it is. I have a very surprising take, surprising myself. And I, I hate the like, Aaron is is king of like holding a grudge and Aaron will do that. like I hate that so much I hate how people like you know make the tiniest things with him into like ridiculous things whatever 
but I actually believe just based like certainly based on who we've even more so learned him to be in the last two years. Uh, and I don't even mean any of the non-football stuff, just the way he's acted towards the Packers from, from a football standpoint. I totally believe that the pick pissed him off. I, I totally believe that the pick like warped him into a different part of his career. And so in that sense, it was totally worth it. Like, like if you had to, you know, if, if you had to piss him off to like unlock this, then I, hell yeah, I'll spend that first round pick all the time. Like, is there some logic to that in, in your mind? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think that's what the Packers were thinking. It worked out that way. Yeah, I mean, like it's a happy accident, but I mean, it worked out. Yeah, I well, uh, just a couple of years ago before these back-to-back MVPs, like Aaron Rodgers had a bad year, and we were talking about, oh, Rodgers is done. The Jordan Love era is upon us, and the Packers are going to move on from him. And then Rodgers just said, no, I'm, I'm not playing this game anymore. Get Jordan Love out of here. I, I'm going to make sure that you guys have no choice but to keep me as long as I want to be. Uh, well, congratulations to the Green Bay Packers. Um, I mean, seriously, like what a what a rough time to be. Like who who loses the most with with Aaron Rodgers going to the Green Bay or returning to the Green Bay Packers? I should say. Uh, I will say, Stephen, that uh, Brandon Gatton and I were recording the NFC East mixtape earlier after the Rodgers trade. We literally recorded in that hour and a half, like after the Rodgers trade or news before the Russell trade. And I said, oh, man, the Broncos are the biggest losers of the day. Like, because Aaron Rodgers isn't returning. I know Arrowhead Pride had a, a feisty tweet about the Broncos, um, to say the least. Um, and so the Broncos no longer the, the biggest bridesmaid today. Who is the biggest loser with Aaron Rodgers returning to the Packers? I guess it's the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I mean, everybody in the NFC North. Um, I'm a big Justin Fields supporter, and I think that he could be a really good player in the NFL. But everybody in that division is and the the same way that Josh McDaniels is probably just like I should have I should have never taken this job with the Las Vegas Raiders. Like everyone in the NFC North today is just like, come on, we 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 thought that this was our time. We thought Aaron was going to be gone. And the division was going to be wide open. Kirk Cousins was like, "This is my moment. Oh, we're we're we got it. We got a new coach in here who's going to build around me and supports me. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We're finally going to put it all together in Minnesota. The Bears got new a new coach, new general manager, young potentially superstar quarterback, in my opinion. And now it's all just totally deflating. Like everything that you thought you were building this offseason in that division to go win it because it looked like it could be up for grabs is just out the window now. As we segue to the Broncos, it is um, it is the uh, the Brock Osweiler moment. You know, I'm talking about that like is was seen around the world of him like trotting onto the field, like thinking, "All right, like it's garbage time. I get to play now." And then Peyton was out there, and he like gets all pissed off because he's not there. Uh, by the way, speaking of Brock Osweiler, have you seen the Batman with Robert Pattinson? Because you're a big film guy. I, I imagine you've seen it twice by now. I have seen it twice. Um, <laughs> if I have time this week, I would really like to go see it a third time. It's a lot of movie. It's fantastic, though. It's okay. right up my alley. If you like noir mystery movies, it's absolutely brilliant. It's on the list um, of things to do um, as far as uh, the Ochoas are concerned. But, okay, let's get to the Broncos. Uh, again, everybody's like feeling super sorry for them. RJ's taking his shots. Arrowhead Pride's taking their shots. Jerry Judy's all sad, all melancholy and pissed off, whatever. And then, bam, the big trade happens. Adam Schefter. There were a lot of people, by the way. Like, I don't know if you saw this, Stephen. Um, after the Rodgers news, there were, there were little tweets like, Adam Schefter's kind of quiet. Like, Adam Schefter's not tweeting anything. Like, people were actually saying this, and little did we know he was lurking because he unleashes the bomb that Russell Wilson is being traded to the Seattle Seahawks. It took a little while, but the compensation ultimately released. Uh, the Broncos get Russell Wilson, obviously, and a fourth-round pick because 
Why not? I mean, at this point, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, on the other hand, get two first rounders from the Denver Broncos, two second rounders. And those are Broncos second rounders, not the Rams one that they got for Von Miller uh, this past season. A fifth rounder, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris and Noah Fant. Um, I kind of think it's universally agreed that the Seahawks, like maybe they're the biggest losers of the day. Like what an awful trade. Like I can't normally there's some, some like semblance of like, well, they both kind of want to this kind of thing, but I just in no way understand what Seattle's thinking here. I know Russell wanted out, but this looks really bad. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think Noah Fant is a, a good player who hasn't really lived up to his potential, but we're also talking about a tight end here. Uh, Russell Wilson is a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. You want to, you can argue that he's a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, but he's at the very least a superstar quarterback. And those guys are really valuable. I understand that Seattle hopes that those first round picks are going to wind up paying off. But if you assume that the Broncos are going to be a Super Bowl contender, those are going to look like late first round picks. And maybe this has to be Seattle just committing to, okay, we're blowing it all up. We're going through a full rebuild. We're going to have some early first round picks. Then we've got these picks from the Broncos and we're going to try to hit and we're going to try to see what we can do moving forward. But yeah, those players in return and the Broncos did this. Yeah, they gave up a lot of draft picks, but they still kept the core of their offensive talent in place, which is young. And they've already paid Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy hasn't lived up to hype just yet, but I think a lot of that has to do with quarterback play because he's a good player. And I think he could be really, really good with Russell Wilson. And then they have Javante Williams, who looks like he's going to be a superstar running back. So they did it and they traded away like the worst offensive weapon to get it all done, which is absolutely ridiculous. They also, so one of the first round picks that Denver, or the, excuse me, that Seattle receives in this is this year's first round pick, um, obviously. And that is ninth overall that the Broncos have. Incidentally, they were picking ninth last year as well when they took uh, Patrick Sertan. And so, okay, cool. Like on the surface, a top 10 pick. Great. You know, it's, it's at the very end of the top 10, but that's fine. It's not, it's a very, very, very shy quarterback draft. And and so like, why would you want this to be the, this is not the year to have all that capital if you're in the business of finding your successor at the quarterback position. And what's more is even if you somehow believe it's a quarterback rich draft, even if you're in on Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, Detroit's sitting there at two, they're a candidate to take somebody. Houston's at three. Uh, the Giants have two picks. So they're a swing point for somebody to jump up and take somebody. Carolina's there at six. If they seemingly want to, you know, take Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, whatever the case may be. I just like this. This is a really suspect move if you're the Seahawks and maybe the Seahawks are like totally waving the white flag like you know what this is the Rams division for a little bit we can't compete right now we just need to really start this over they're probably going to release Bobby Wagner I mean like it truly 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 is the end I know Russell didn't play defense but or hasn't played defense but it's, it's really the end of the Legion of Boom era like that kind of encapsulates everything that they have been um like what's there to be pumped about like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett like this is there are very very few teams that you're like I don't want any shares of that team in fantasy and the Seahawks have become one of them very quickly. I don't know how many Seattle Seahawks games you watched last year, <laughs> but if you watched, you know, kind of the vibe you were getting from Russell Wilson, I know he was hurt for a lot of the time last year, but when he was playing and then, you know, DK Metcalf and his struggles last season, and we've seen what he could be if things fall in the right place and the way he kind of had a down year last year. DK Metcalf is not going to be happy about Drew Locke throwing him the football. <laughs> like it's total rebuild mode for Seattle. There's no way, which again, is crazy. I mentioned Pete Carroll earlier. Like Pete Carroll's old. Pete Carroll looks good for 70 years old, but Pete Carroll's 70 years old. Like I, I just don't understand 
the logic here is, of course, we're going to rebuild, but we're going to keep our old head coach in place. We're going to keep our, our entire you know front office in place, and we're going to move forward and just see what we can get in this draft. It's just, if you're a Seahawks fan, it, it's got to be a, a really hard day. Um, this is really sad. I want because we got to go to the Broncos side of this. Um, so just quickly, although again, really sad. Ben Baldwin, uh, fantastic, you know, NFL mind, um, tweeted out this is the combined tally of the two trades the Seahawks have executed, Stephen, involving Jamal Adams and Russell Wilson. Obviously, they traded for Jamal Adams. So again, net overall, uh, they have given away uh, their 2021 first round draft pick their original one obviously uh their 2022 first round draft pick again their original one which wound up being number 10 which is one spot behind the pick that they just inherited for the russell wilson trade they gave away their third round pick last year uh and their fourth round pick this year um and russell wilson so, like, so that's that's an important thing here all told they have received the ninth overall pick this year so again they literally just improved one spot um a first round pick next year cool a second round pick this year a fourth round pick this year a fifth round pick uh this year a second round pick next year jamal adams and then three players you could throw away and maybe not throw away but drew lock noah fan shall be here it's like nothing to get like overly overly excited about given the context of what you're giving away here just a terrible botching of back-to-back trades by the seahawks front office so they just traded away Russell Wilson to move up one spot in the first round of this year's draft, which is one of the worst quarterback draft classes we've had in the last five years. Yeah, they did get Jamal Adams, though, who's <laughs> like the worst safety safety, but would be a phenomenal linebacker. Um, so, I mean, and hey, no offense. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, I just... Yeah. It's not good, dude. It's not good. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, just... uh yeah, Pete, if I'm Pete Carroll, it's just, all right, guys, it's been real. Thank you for everything. Thank you for all the support. Uh, it, it's time to get out of here. I, I'm going to go sit on a beach somewhere because I, I don't have this in me. I don't have Drew Lock in me and, and the rebuild that we're about to go through. Um, well, we'll see if it, it winds up being Drew Lock. Um, it could be anybody. I mean, they certainly have some capital now to play around with if, if they want to trade for somebody you know everybody's connecting like jimmy garoppolo to the saints or the commanders or whatever like maybe it's the seahawks who knows would love to see jimmy garoppolo beat the, the niners twice next year uh but okay let's move to the broncos side of this they were very clearly in the we have to get a quarterback or this offseason is a failure boat along with ron rivera who shouted that he was in the boat and thought he deserved credit simply for shouting that he was in the boat uh but the broncos land one of the two premier quarterbacks who were um, not really on the market, but on the market this offseason, nonetheless, and Russell Wilson, they immediately vault uh, into contention in the AFC. But to your point earlier, it's difficult just to be in contention in the AFC West. Uh, we now get to see Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes square off all the time. Basically, like every other week is going to have one of these matchups. Um, how good of a team are they? Like, let me put it this way. On a one to 10 scale, the Broncos were a what on Tuesday morning and are now a what? I would say they were like a six and now they're a nine in in Mm. my opinion, because last season they were a really talented team, like top to bottom coming into the preseason last year. I really liked the Denver Broncos makeup overall. They've got a ton of young talent. They've got a ton of talent that they've drafted over the last several years. And so they've got cornerstones on offense and defense. And I think even last year where they were really underwhelming because of their quarterback play, they were still competitive in a lot of football games because of how talented their overall roster was. And so you could see it going into last year, like 
this team is just a quarterback away from being a legitimate contender. And now they're right there. Like now they're right there with the Kansas City Chiefs, in my opinion. The Chargers still have so many question marks on their offensive line and defensive line that they've got to address in free agency and in the NFL draft for me to be confident that they're going to be able to take that huge step, which if they accomplish all of that in free agency and the draft, then yeah, they're going to be right there too because Justin Herbert's absolutely incredible. But right now, I think it's the Chiefs and the Broncos, then the Chargers, and then massive gap, Las Vegas Raiders in the AFC West. Uh, I saw a tweet from John Boyce, obviously, of SB Nation fame. Uh, I, I love this tweet. He said, Derek Carr has to be, by a long shot, the best quarterback ever to be the worst quarterback in his division. I kind of agree with that. Like, that's, you know, like he's I the worst quarterback fair. in the division, but he would be like the second best quarterback in most other divisions. Um, so that's just a really interesting way to look at this. Um, <laughs> Is this the most talented offense on paper that Russell Wilson's ever been on? I I don't want to like be a dramatic, hyperbolic dude right away, but like that was like at least very, very early on in Russell's career was like, okay, we're just gonna trot out like Golden Tate and Jermaine Curse and like all these kind of kind of castoffs at wide receiver. Now he's got Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, and he's got you know a somewhat resurgent Melvin Gordon. I mean, there's no Noah Fant, obviously, uh, but the Broncos like in, in a, in a decent position offensively on paper. That, again, that's the whole lure of them. Like I have to believe he, he obviously feels confident. It was reported by NFL network that he, he chose the Broncos. He had a no trade clause in his contract. So he seemingly feels like this is a, a very, very smart bet for him. I think this is the best offense he's ever been a part of. And it's, it seems ridiculous to say, but like when Peyton Manning came into Denver and it was Wes Welker, Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, uh, Julius Thomas, like those offenses were incredible. This offense, I think, has that much talent. And like they have Javante Williams, who we haven't even seen what he's capable of because he was splitting carries with Melvin Gordon all last season. And you could see when you were watching the Denver Broncos, like Javante Williams has superstar potential. Stop giving Melvin Gordon the ball. Let feed that dude. And he can be like Russell's Marshawn Lynch in the early days in Seattle. And we still haven't seen the best of Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy. But all of those guys are good players. All of those guys are potential game-breaking wide receivers. Like Cortland Sutton, for my money, is like one of the best like contested jump ball guys in the NFL who hasn't really had a good opportunity to showcase that. When he has showcased it, it's been fantastic. But his quarterback play has been so bad. Like... I'm just thinking about these moonshots that we're used to Russell Wilson throwing to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Cortland Sutton's going to be that dude next year, and it's going to be exciting if you're a Broncos fan. Well, you mentioned that, and right as you do, uh, a tweet from James Palmer popped up on my timeline um, who tweeted out next-gen stats on his deep ball accuracy. And, I mean, he's playing – I mean, people make a lot about this, but he's playing at high altitude. Like, like you know, people talk a, like, a lot about that when it comes to, like, kicking and punting, but, like, Russell Wilson is, like, the sexy deep ball dude. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that has to be, you know, even if it's a microscopic one, a factor. Um, this is a big deal for Russell Wilson, obviously. He's been Mr. Go Hawks. Uh, to kind of sign off on this is, is a bit of it. I actually think this was done in maybe the best way possible for us. Like, it wasn't long and drawn out. I don't think he wanted that for his Seahawks legacy, the way Aaron Rodgers had to go through in, in Green Bay. It was quick. It was decisive. He's in, he's out. I will say it is awkward given the fact that I know he wasn't, like, you know, cooking Russ at the time, but given the fact that he was a part of the Seahawks team that beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl, that would be a really conflicting thing to feel as a fan. Uh, in fact, Adam Schefter did note he will become the first quarterback to ever start for a team that he defeated in the Super Bowl. Is that awkward or not, Stephen? 
Uh, I mean, if you're a Broncos fan, who cares? So that, that was, uh, I also wonder that. if this is the first trade in NFL history um, where each team sent the other a quarterback, both of whom wore the same number. Like, big day for the number three uh, between <laughs> Russell and um, and uh, Drew Locke. Um, so this is uh, the best division in football, is it not? Easily, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, no I question? Think, yeah, hands down. I legitimately think that – the road to the Super Bowl in the AFC might go through the AFC West now. And, you know, people, uh, Buffalo Bills fans might take offense to that. Uh, Baltimore Ravens fans might take offense to that. Cincinnati Bengals fans might take offense to that. But I, I just don't see how these three teams, and they are going to beat up on each other. Obviously, all of them aren't can't, you know, go win the division and go get the one seed in the AFC playoffs. But there is no division in football that's got this many quarterbacks who all have weapons too, and who all can put up points and make ridiculous throws. Like it's going to be incredible to watch the AFC West next year. I mentioned fantasy, but like, you know how there's, there's like maybe not weekly, but there's always a game, you know, every other week or something where you're like, I need a share of that. I need a piece of that game, whether it's in daily or something like that. Like that game is going to be high scoring. That's every AFC West matchup. Uh, so it'll be fascinating to see how Kansas city and the chargers draft, um, to try to combat the the new top quarterback in the division. Um, two last things before we get out of here, Stephen. Uh, the franchise tag deadline came and went, actually went as uh, we jumped on here. We've been streaming this live on the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, Facebook page, and YouTube channel. Eight total players got tagged. Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams, Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin, three tight ends, Mike Gesicki of the Dolphins, although he uh, reportedly might contest that, um, given that he's sort of a wide receiver, um, a la Jimmy Graham. David Njoku of the Browns, Dalton Schultz, because my Cowboys have no idea what they're doing. Uh, the Chiefs, who you covered, tagged Orlando Brown Jr. The Jaguars tagged Cab Robinson in the middle of the Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson stuff. And the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, did tag Jesse Bates. Anything shocking there? No, I, I think those were all guys that you kind of expected to get franchise tag. Maybe Cam Robinson. Uh, maybe the Jaguars sliding that in there for the second consecutive year. Uh, I, I don't think we expected that. But, hey, Dougie P is going for it this year. Uh, last thing, there has been an incredible amount of NFL turnover already. And obviously that involves rosters. But we've talked a lot about here on the Espionation NFL show about even the entertainment aspect of the NFL, what with Troy Aikman and, and all the broadcasting teams. Like, is it safe to say that the the difference that the NFL will have will feel and look, at least to us as fans, larger than it has in seasons past? Like, the product is going to be extremely different. Not bad, but, I mean, it's just, it's going to be very different. The voices and the characters. I mean, it's like a like when Scrubs, you know, switch networks for the season we don't talk about type of thing. Yeah, I, I do wonder how, how many people are going to notice, like, the broadcasting shift like i i wonder how many people legitimately care about that i know there's a lot of people out there who like hate troy aikman and joe wow. buck and like and to me it doesn't really matter uh, i understand the people who have a preference of it i'm just there for the football i want to watch the football any way shape that i can um so the broadcast thing i don't think is going to be something that people really notice all that much it's more for the nfl and, and more for the television channels paying up these huge contracts for those guys but as far as the guys changing teams and, and things like that yeah it's going to be a fun off season i mean <laughs> it's already happened we haven't even hit free agency we haven't even hit the draft yet we've still got a lot of off season to go and it's already been nuts i lied i have one more question um who is the the biggest non Deshaun Watson quarterback domino left to fall. Now that we know the homes for Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, what is the next one to kind of set other wheels in motion? Jimmy G Carson Wentz. 
see, I, I honestly kind of think it's Kirk Cousins. Like if he somehow, like if Kirk Cousins or Matt Ryan get moved, like if that, if that happens, if either of those teams, you know, take on that cap hit to do it. And Minnesota would be this also, like you mentioned, you know, how Kevin O'Connell is supposed to be like the dude who believes in him. It would be this like declaration of like, yeah, I'm totally full of it. You know what I mean? Um, so Kirk and like Kirk ending up somewhere would be very interesting. I tweeted this out. Um, I mean, not that Russell was like at the top of this anymore, but like th- these are my top five quarterbacks in the NFC now, Steven. Aaron Rodgers, number one. Dak Prescott, number two. Matthew Stafford, number three. If you want to swap those, whatever, I'm not going to waste time like going back and forth. Number four, Kyler Murray, who, by the way, uh, reinstated all of his uh, Cardinals photos on Instagram. And number five, Kirk Cousins. Like, am I wrong on any of those? No, I, I think that's fine. Yeah, I, I Kirk Cousins would be there. I just, I don't think Minnesota's going to move him. I, I, mm. I just, I... I guess, and I, I called all these guys liars earlier, and now I'm telling you that you should believe Kevin O'Connell when he says he believes in Kirk Cousins. I just don't know where Minnesota could really improve that. Like, if they do find a trade partner for Kirk Cousins, and if they really want to shop him, they should because Kirk Cousins is a more than serviceable starting quarterback. But I, I just don't know that they really have anything that's better that they could do by moving on from him. See, like, I think what you just and like, who's the guy that they, like, move on to and improve to Kirk is that answer for somebody else. And I realize how ridiculous that sounds, but Kirk is the only viable improvement you can make. Uh, maybe not for the 49ers moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, but like the Colts moving on from Carson Wentz, like this, this Mitchell Trubisky, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, like all this hype is like, you know, no, like Kirk, Kirk, let's, let's pay Kirk some respect. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, he deserves wow. it. Um, okay, Steven, uh, you guys had an emergency podcast at Arrowhead of Pride discussing the Russell Wilson trade from a Chiefs slant. Uh, we'll, of course, have you covered all throughout the rest of the week here on the SB Nation NFL show. Steven, uh, the final 4,837,000 words belong to you. Make them great. Um, the Denver Broncos are going to be really fun to watch offensively next year. I have Jerry Judy in a dynasty fantasy football league. I am thrilled about his stock. It is through the roof right now. If you've got Denver Broncos players in a dynasty fantasy football league, you should be absolutely thrilled, especially if you have Javante Williams. If you don't go out and try to acquire them, see what you see, what you can get, see, see what people are willing to give up for them because that offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch next year. Right on. I have Russell Wilson in a dynasty league, so um, we're living large. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Steven is on Twitter at Steven Serta. I am on Twitter at RG Ochoa. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.